0: welcome. This year I'm starting a podcast called Let's Review with Layla and You on several different topics. This particular channel will be devoted to reviewing 2023. During these episodes I'm going to review the news with my experiences, my take on things, the headlines that popped out at me, the quotes that popped out at me. This podcast is all about me kicking it off and I would love to hear your input on the headlines or for you that made you stop and take notice or that had an impact on you. So feel free to share and add your own take on it and to open a dialogue that's what this podcast is all about invitation to share so please come find us on instagram on let's review with Layla and you where i will be dropping promotional posts accompanying the episode to start the conversations and give you all a place for some reciprocation all right i think we can safely say the 20s have been something i kind of themed them like the, the theme of 2020 was like say what now with the whole pandemic and then 2021 felt more along the lines of oh for fuck's sake and then 2022 came themed as fuck it and then after january i added i quit as in fuck it i quit i'm gonna stop trying to accommodate other people i'm gonna stop trying to be anything other than me i'm gonna stop being a people pleaser and that has actually really been the theme for 2022 so i i think by that time I was on a roll and don't know a theme for 2023 yet I'll let you know when I find it So let's kick it off with January first. Happy New Year! It's a Sunday. I'm on the fence about if this is a good thing. Like on the one hand, it's like yay, it's the weekend. On the other hand, it's like oh, it's the weekend, so I don't get a day off, and thus I did not take any time off. So tomorrow I'll be back in the workplace. It's the first time I've had to work on January that I've chosen to work on January second. For now, let's tackle January first. So the headlines consisted of the political priorities in 2023 will probably include inflation, healthcare, and climate rights. Yeah, sounds about right. It's right on every point, everyone's agenda right now, that's for sure. Russia continues their intense bombardment of Kiev. Oy, what a way to start a new year, and just the fact that it even is still going on into the new year is just mind-boggling to me. We should have been a lot more decisive in our response, in my opinion, because Putin now basically knows that his threat of nuclear war will always deter any forceful action, even though we on paper claimed that we would support, defend If they ever were to invade. And, well, he did. Well, first it was Crimea. That was, I think, a test run. And it showed him, like, oh, look at me. I can do it and no one's going to act. And he was right. And now he is destroying a country, killing thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even people. And so many millions are displaced and on the run and suffering because of this madman's actions. And, well, like I said, I think we should have been a lot more decisive and proactive in our response. I hope that will change this year and that this whole war will finally be quelled and Putin will finally, well, don't really see the dude resign because I think he's like this murder-suicide-by-cop kind of person that he will not go gently into the night. He will have to be displaced in whatever way, shape, or form, but hey, that's my take on it. The next headline that I found was on North Korea promises an exponential increase in nuclear weapon arsenal. Oh, goody, More megalomaniacs with nuclear buttons. (laughs) Okay, then. I did not know this, like I'm from the Netherlands, which is a European Union country, apparently Croatia joined us as a fully integrated member today, congrats! Another happy instance, presumably, hopefully, is that President Lula of Brazil was inaugurated. Well, I don't know much about it, all I know is that Bolsonaro is gone, and Bolsonaro was like a Trump 2.0 and he was proud of it. I need a Pointer from the Pointer Sisters at the age of 74 died, unfortunately. I think everyone knows at least one or two songs of the Pointer Sisters, right? I mean, is there a person on the planet that doesn't know the songs? I'm so excited, or Jump, and for those, Jump is the song that Hugh Grant dances to in the movie Love Actually. If not, it comes around every year around Christmas. than in my country, the Netherlands. As of today, a ban on nitrous oxide goes into effect. After years of lobbying by addiction specialists, uh, I myself worked as an addiction therapist for a few years just to see the effect of usage of nitrous oxide. It's dangerous. Many fatal car accidents occurred under the influence of nitrous oxide. Also, we see a very worrying trend in our country to do with gambling, the usage of nitrous oxide and ketamine. And for years, professionals have originally called the government to step in, so finally, at least on this note, they have decided to impose a national ban. Let's see if it actually has an effect. during the pandemic they tried to enforce well they don't enforce that's the fun part they tried to install a firework ban and yeah it's again ignored en masse i think it's 2020 like from 2020 to 2021 they wanted there was a national ban on fireworks to alleviate the pressure on our healthcare system i don't know if anyone actually listened to it because where i lived it sounded exactly if not a little more than the year before and in my ears it just sounded like a big ass fuck you six months earlier they were all applauding our healthcare workers and and then when our government and do not get me started even on their policy and take on the pandemic, I mean hmm? they requested the people to not set off any fireworks to alleviate the pressure on our healthcare system, and our country basically responded, but it's tradition. Fuck you, I'ma do it. So yeah, that annoyed me a lot. Uh, another new trend, unfortunately, is that uh, police again had to step in a lot to protect our first responders because apparently that's also now an acceptable behavior. Responders like our firefighters and our paramedics, that is just unacceptable people, seriously. And I think it's a great example of how our moral code is just falling apart. Our society is falling apart. Then, on a more personal note, I ordered my my podcast microphone, the one I'm using right now. Um, yes, because this is not actually recorded on January 1st. <laughs> yeah. And I ordered my kitty stroller, because I have a cat, and my cat has recently discovered that she likes the outdoors. However, I live in a neighborhood where they do not like kitties. So, to meet her halfway, I'm gonna try and wrangle her ass into a kitty stroller and take her for a walk. Yes, I am that person. Or at least I hope to be. Keep you posted. Next, I learned that finding Nemo came out 20 years ago, which now officially makes it an old movie. If, one, if someone wants to say, why well, do watch an old movie? And I go, uh-huh. And they say, let's watch Finding Nemo. And I want to say, dude, that's not an old movie. They have to say, uh-huh. Yes, it is. That is painful. I mean, I remember that Finding Dory took a god awful long time. It was worth it though. But 20 years. Oh, yeah. I'm instantly ages you. Yeah. <laughs> First day of a new year, and I decided to also change my smartphone lock screen as inspiration because you unlock your phone multiple times a day. At least I do, and I wanted something to motivate me. It's been a tough few weeks, months, decades, life, for being honest. But yeah, this new year, it really feels like someone said "2023, 2020 me." I like that one. So to honor that, I decided to switch up my smartphone lock screen, and for that, I chose something with a story behind it. So let me tell you about it. On December twenty. 26- which is just a few days ago, I had my last therapy session. 2022 was, for me, a year with the whole theme of fuck it, I quit, being a people pleaser. It also meant that I had to learn how to let go of toxic relationships and break dysfunctional patterns, and that took a lot of hard work, and also to work on some residual trauma, quite some generational trauma mixed in right there, and just a lot of deep-rooted difficulties that I was struggling with that the pandemic, I want to say, brought to the surface but it kind of like krakatau blew it up kind of and if you don't know what krakatau is google it it was a super volcano and it was felt around the world i think yeah it's kind of like yellowstone only that one actually blew yellowstone this is not a cue for you to outshine it because if yellowstone pops yeah that's a little right america and there are at least some nice people over there so don't please the reason i mention it is i had to deal with some poor beliefs about myself about my life and it blew my mind it blew a lid on of everything basically it changed me to my core and it has made me so much harder. it has helped me finally find some inner peace and and no longer tried to shrink myself like i said the whole people pleasing uh-uh, out the window bye-bye i terminally stepped outside of my comfort zone because my comfort zone was killing me and i'm not exaggerating i was on a breaking point literally the pandemic kicked it loose and then kicked it into high gear and then i it was like make or break it. and i chose to make it by breaking first a whole lot of eggs and then you know making a delicious yes i at sayings <laughs> but i hope you catch my drift anyway during my last session she had this like similar to a tarot card deck but of course they're not tarot cards but they were like cards and i had to draw one and the one i drew said life is filled with treasures and i really like that sentiment and that really matched with how i was feeling at the time at the, the stage of my life that i'm in like i need to remind myself to keep going to keep stepping out of my comfort zone to keep doing the things that i was always too afraid of made to be afraid of and that was the giant fuck that I had to learn how to wrangle and change into more helpful thoughts instead of thoughts that paralyzed me so I set that as my smartphone screen lock so that every single day all day when I unlock my phone I will see that and I remember that last year was all about healing and growth and this year it's all about action so yeah that was on a personal note my first share of the year on social media was the highest compliment from someone who disagrees with you is not you were right it's you make me think good arguments help us recognize complexity where we once saw simplicity the ultimate purpose of debate is not to produce consensus it is to promote critical thinking and it doesn't help that these days it gets more and more difficult to filter out what is real what is fake what is ripped out of context i mean apparently gen z is almost incapable of noticing the difference and that is the one thing that my education taught me i studied psychology what they taught me is value of critical thinking about piaget and Descartes and freud and all those fellas and erickson and you know all their theories all oh, there's a lot of resources sources they're all men of course they are anyway not the point um uh, that to like study psychology you also have to study statistics which is not my favorite subject i think will never be my favorite subject but it taught me the value and the importance of critical thinking and the main way that it taught that was um, by using headlines. The headline was, ice creams are selling more and more people are drowning. Like that headline would imply that there's a direct correlation between eating ice cream and drowning. And yes, there is a correlation. However, there's a important variable missing. When do people eat more ice cream? In the summer. When do people go for a swim? In the summer. At least, you know, if you don't have a pool in your backyard. If only. Yeah, in the summer to cool off, people go swimming and to cool off, people eat ice cream. And that's when more people will drown. As in, significantly more people will drown during the summer than in the winter and that is what they told us about perspective context like don't just mindlessly adopt or accept what the headline is telling you if anything it taught me that the news articles and the news reports are highly subjective uh like conversations that we don't hear anything about anymore like we hardly really hear anything about what's happening i mean how is the situation in beirut that was a big-ass explosion you haven't heard anything about it for well a very long time and that's just the good all clickbait people only read the headlines so then it's so very important to make that headline accurate and but no so yeah that's what my education taught me value and the importance of critical thinking that was my first share very deep I do that. And I also do this. I also repost it. Will I stop posting inappropriate memes? Will I work on not cursing? Will I finally stop laughing at sexual innuendos like a 15-year-old over-sex teenager? Tune in next week to an episode of Absolutely Fucking not I paraphrase a little, but, you know, that's me too. <laughs> just, I, I range the spectrum and just, I'm chock full of cliches and quotes of which I also will be sharing a lot, no doubt. So, yeah, that's basically the range that you can expect from me, from from deep, serious topics such as the importance of critical thinking and also the am I gonna stop swearing (laughs) no and scrolling online on my social media, I saw a post by Adam Grant, and to me it kind of felt like a solid new year resolution, if not a decade resolution, century, millennium, fuck humanity resolution that we should all strive for. It went as follows. The person who talks the most is the most likely to become the leader. Data has shown regardless of intelligence and expertise, groups elevate those who command the most airtime. It's time to stop rewarding people for dominating the discussion and start valuing quality. Quality over quantity. Yes, please. That is really something that's lacking, especially these days with news channels that just, like, you cannot have 24-hour news channels, people. Well, I mean, it links to the the previous critical thinking bit that I did in the episode, right? It saddened me greatly to see that they only started to cut off the former president of the United States after he left office. It's like, you yeah, have four years, people, that you could have cut him off and cut his airtime and, like, the margin that he almost got re-elected with. I mean, come on. I don't you Like to think that you're all progressive and greatest country on the planet. Uh, no, sorry, but if that were the case, you would not have had that small of a margin. I think you need to look a little inward or, you know, and see what kind of a country you truly I know you like to be better and you like to do better, but you, put in the work, baby. And there's this quote that always reminds me of stuff like this. It's a quote by Sir Thomas More, and I think it explains really well where we are right now. Not that it, you know, still so scary as fuck. The quote goes, For if you suffer your people to be ill educated and their manners to be from their infancy and then punish them for those crimes to which their first education disposed them what else is to be concluded from this but that you first make thieves and then punish them that really struck a chord with me and I think relates to this I mean the state of our society the state of our communities has to do with our education and it's not just in America it's also in the Netherlands very noticeable that our educational system has been gutted I took history both in middle school and high school and I'm right now I think i can objectively say that i'm more educated than most on certain topics particularly international topics especially for a white person our colonial history basically like i knew because i took history i knew a bit but when in the 20s the black lives matter movement really took off and a lot of stuff was brought to the surface thank you for that please keep going and please people keep reading keep listening keep educating yourself on that topic but even i was astonished about our history i mean we are a tiny tiny country like we are squished between England, Germany, and France, and there's still another nation between that as well. But we're so tiny, you can't even see us on the globe. But we, at a certain point in time, dominated the slave trade. Like how? And even to this day. I mean, just this past December, they finally issued an apology for our slavery history. Although all of a sudden it felt rushed, even though for years they they refused to. And like I'm kind of betting that they weren't allowed to do it until Elizabeth died, because it struck me as odd for years. People have been asking, demanding, rightfully so, for an apology of the the Dutch government and the the royal family, our history in the slave trade, and the, the role that we play in our colonial history, and I mean, way overdue, like for real, just like England, we still have a royal family, and a lot of their riches has been from our colonial history, and lately, the focus on the royal family has mainly been that we as taxpayers are paying an inordinate amount of money to subsidize them and a lot of people like we're not the same as the united kingdom we don't like the royal family isn't all that big we're we're more well we like to think of ourselves as a more level-headed country let's just go with that for a minute a lot of people are questioning what the use of our royal family is they only have ceremonial purposes a lot of people think our king is out of touch with the public his daughters are scrutinized which harry and william and now the, the daughters of our royal family I mean, isn't it time to let this antiquated system go? Like, the power has already gone to governments instead of the royal family. It's just a ceremonial position that they now hold, but it impacts their life in an incredible, in a very unpleasant way. Like, they're body shaming. Why? Why would you put people through that? Why would you put children through that? There is no point to it. Apparently they're already working for their money, so go work in a corporation or 20. I don't care. Just stop taking our tax dollars. We have better things to spend our money on, thank you very much. But that's a segue to a royal family abolishment. Okay, goody. Um, and our colonial history. Hmm. But yeah, that just... Nope, 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 nope. No. <laughs> Robert Brake, very smart man, and he posts good stuff. It's very enlightening. If you don't follow him, you should follow him. He shared a post that said, instead of no one wants to work anymore, which is a narrative that they keep pushing on us for decades, apparently. I did not know this. But apparently, this has also been said in the 80s, that people, that corporations felt like people just don't want to work anymore. They're so naggy. No. And that is also how the quote continues is, try no one wants to be exploited anymore. Exactly. The trickle-down economic system doesn't work. and it's It's been known for decades, and they continue to push." and i mean the mind-blowing thing again that happened last year is the uk prime minister lasted for 45 days because she tried to introduce a system that leaned heavily into that trickle-down economics narrative and the british people were like oh uh-uh, no and they nixed her and now they've got a new prime minister and i'm like okay if a country can do that in 45 fucking days why aren't we doing that globally because the corporations have got us in a chokehold and apparently i like it like they now first they were bashing the millennials and now they're bashing in the Gen Zs for the, the terminology the other day, like quiet quitting is the term that they use for you just basically doing the job function that you were hired to do and nothing more. I mean, if there is a crisis at work, of course I will work overtime. However, if you then tell me that you will not pay me for my overtime, I will compensate that for I don't know leaving a few hours earlier on the next day that I can, and then there's no crisis. Is that quiet quitting? No, that is you pay me for 24 hours, I will work for 24 hours, and if we one day, I have to work 10 hours. Hey, if the job asks for it because you work with people, sometimes you have to. I will do that gladly, lovingly. Problem. However, if you then tell me that all those extra hours will not be compensated, I will find a way to compensate it. That is not quite quitting. That is literally working for the amount that we agreed upon. Like, I am not a- f- I mean, I'm sorry, people, but I am not a an philanthropic institution. Like, I got to pay my bills. And unlike y'all, I do not have a yearly income of 50,000 plus. If only- and now on to funnier things there was a post by circle of idiots i love your name <laughs> and it said just trying to find the yeet in my hall but i keep finding the health of the null and, yeah, <laughs> accurate. Oy. I, like, I'm a millennial. I get it. I am not of the dating app age. I am just not. Because you go on a dating app, and you get pelted with dick pics, and, like, I lose all faith in humanity. <laughs> I'm like, nope, I'm out. Just, I'm the kind of person that, just living my best life, I will have to meet someone. By doing what I love, by having fun in the real world, that is how I will meet someone to have a healthy relationship with. Because if I actively pursue a partner, I always, it's, a, like, it always goes, always goes bad. Like, i I'm an introvert. I'm not a social butterfly. I know that. Like, I excel in one-on-one and small groups of people. Like this past year, I took theater classes with a friend of mine, and they were surprised when I told them that I'm an introvert. And I am seriously an introvert. Yeah, I have been tested. <laughs> My position in groups changes drastically. Like in school, in college, we had to fill out a questionnaire that tested our Big Five. That, that those are personality traits that we all have. And uh, through that questionnaire, our teacher got an indication. Which one of us was an extrovert, which one of us was an introvert, and then without our knowledge, because we couldn't see what the questionnaire said, although I had my suspicions, but about myself, like not necessarily about the others. But then he divided us into groups three different times. If I remember correctly, it was we had to divide the work, so we had to assign roles, make a plan, and then execute the plan. And we had about five minutes to do all of that. I was in the first group, I was not in the second group, and again, I was in the third group. One you had to participate, one you had to watch, and again, one you had to participate. So in the first group, everyone just stared at each other, like everyone was just looking for someone to take the lead, and then I become impatient and my ADD shows, and I'm like, okay, let's get this going, like I then tend to be proactive and I want to get stuff done. Um, The second group I was not in, and they just, uh, it was overwhelming, everyone was talking, no one was listening. It was very daunting to watch, actually. <laughs> and then the third group, and I think I was part of that group again, it took a little coaxing, but eventually we got the job done. And as it turned out, the first group that I was in, and where I felt compelled to step forward and take a more directorial approach, the first group was made up of introverts, so the second group was made up of extroverts, and the third group was a combination. And he asked us to reflect on the first group, like we needed a little time to gain some momentum, but the second group, no one got anything done because because everyone was just vying for that top position. That's a little over-exaggeration probably, but, you know, I think they, they had just assigned some stuff. They hadn't made a plan. The introvert group got a little further. And then I think in the last group, we did the entire process in the five minutes that we were given. Like, we assigned positions, like, we gave everyone their assignments, we made a plan, and we were about ready to start executing the plan. I think that was it. And he said, that shows that our society is... I don't know if he said it. For me, it feels like this. Like, our society seems to be built around extroverts, Introverts are mocked and, and ridiculed. Not in a nice way. Like, people tell introverts, why are you so quiet? Like, why are you so loud? Or, you know, shut up for five minutes and then I'll speak. Or make some room for someone that doesn't immediately come barreling out of the gate. So the teacher then showed us that society thrives when you combine. Like, we need a leader and we need someone to reel in the leader, to rein in the leader, before they just impulsively start doing all sorts of stuff. Society needs both. That was the lesson of the day. Introverts need extroverts to coax them out of their comfort zone. Get them going, I guess. And extroverts need to be slowed down by introverts. The post that I, sh- I saw a lot over the last few years was that introverts are waiting to get adopted by an extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> like my best friend's also an introvert. In theater class, they thought that I was an extrovert and she was an introvert. I just learned how to fake it really well. It's exhausting. I think people don't realize that. What helps me understand the difference? Introverts need alone time to recharge, which, yes, I, I do need my me time and extroverts recharge when they're with others with people in social situations like there's no judgment in that because sometimes people pit each other against each other i mean extrovert versus introverts and man versus woman and just no we all have those qualities we all have those characteristics it's very ableism there's room enough for all of us people be nice episode has already been 20 minutes over 20 minutes and it's only day one of 2023 i need to start wrapping this up a little well it's the first day of the new year lot's happened this is still an introduction so fuck it let's take the time to get to know each other Other personal notable moments for me were Misha Collins posted his Harvey Dent into Two-Face transformation for the CW show Gotham Knights. Okay, looks a little scary. Unfortunately, I'm unable to watch the show. I don't have the streaming service that provides it, but I will find a way to watch it, I promise. Another Misha Collins-related item of the day, and unfortunately a sad one, was that Gish.com, the website has officially gone offline, and for all the Gishers out there, you know, yeah, that one still hurts. But it was fun while it lasted we did a lot of good we had a lot of fun (laughs) and it's all about the sentiment right so that still lives on forever Affirmation of the day that was keep healing, keep growing, keep loving, keep going. I really like that one. Gives you momentum. Good good affirmation to start the year off with. Quote of the day for me that hit home, especially today, was again by Adam Grant. Like I said, great smart fella. Follow him if you don't already. Do that he has beautiful daily nuggets of knowledge. The quote that I am referring to is in hard times people don't want to be told to look on the bright side. They want to know you're on their side. Even if you can't help them feel better, you can always help them them feel seen. The best way to support others is not to cheer them up, it's to show up. And seeing that the last few New Year's were very depressing, actually, it's all about sharing and caring here, right? Due to circumstance, I spent my 2019 New Year's alone. The person I was going to spend it with fell ill, so in the last minute, we couldn't celebrate it together, so I was alone. Not even that bad. I worked on my bullet journal while binging Supernatural. It was a few minutes before midnight, and I was like, oh, it's almost midnight! So I turned off the lights and I turned off the TV and I enjoyed the fireworks. It was it was actually a pretty good new year. Um, then 2020, that was the pandemic. So of course, hmm, um, 2021, just still pandemic. It was a lot. That year was a lot. Um, but as soon as the clock struck 12, I became acutely suicidal. Hashtag trigger warning suicide. So yeah, I made a deal with myself that in 2022, I would not celebrate new year's alone. And that was kind of worrying me. And I told a friend and she said, fuck that shit. You're coming with me. So me opening up to her and she too was having a not so happy year and battling depression I told her throughout the year thank you and that really it does make a difference to know I won't be alone for new years because just especially after the year I had I needed to feel like I was making steps like I'm a changed person for sure but for now it just feels like I'm the only one that's noticing a difference and it's yet to reveal itself to the outside world so new year makes you reflect and on reflection I I did a shit ton of work and I had nothing Thing to show for it, yet. But at that point in time, the yet just doesn't cover it. So that is why that quote hit home for me, and I labeled it the quote of the day. <laughs> and to finish it off with a beautiful poem that i saw on twitter shared by shop stance if you don't know them i think many gishers do but uh, it's a sh- it's an online store that sells a lot of merchandise mainly supernatural but also others she often collaborates with uh, celebrities and part of the proceeds always go to charities let's just say i've stopped resisting <laughs> i have surrendered to their greatness i have a lot of merchandise um, just, they've got great customer service they're funny she's funny like i follow her on twitter and she- She's funny. She's friends with Charlie Capen. He was the face of Gish. He led the panels. He was our go-to guy. Michelle was the, the dude behind the scenes pulling all the strings. He had veto rights on the list, I think, of items. It was a collaborative effort. Anyway, he's friends with Michelle, the shop stands baby, and it's hilarious. I mean, they crack me up. There's also Berto, one of the ASL translators that, bless you, Gish, they added a ASL interpreter at every panel to make it less ableist. So hashtag inclusion matters, because it really does. So that's lovely. And they, the three of them are just hilarious. So yeah, just all the people that gave us gish. Misha Collins, Charlie Capen, Michelle from Shopstands Merchandise, Berto with his Bay Area Translator Company. I can't express in words how grateful I am for this little group of people. People that gave us gish. It changed my life immensely. And I will always be thankful for that. They encouraged me to finally let my freak flag fly. I always knew I had that part of me, but I never felt the freedom to let it out. I was too afraid. To add to all that awesome Shop became kind of the go-to place for gish related items every hunt they would create merchandise and yeah like I said I stopped resisting I mean currently I'm wearing a supernatural gish related merchandise and Jared Padalecki's always keep fighting beanie I mean it's win-win is you get the merchandise that you love and you support a charity and when you go outside and you wear this you are just broadcasting like I love the show I love this cause if you do too by all means come up have a talk Share a few laughs, become each other's new besties. All that jazz. Oh God, that rhymes. That was an unintentional and yet still appreciated rhyme. I'ma leave it in. (laughs) All right. So, in conclusion, the poem. It's from the book Small Kindnesses by Danusha Lemiris. I hope I say that correctly. If not, please correct me. The poem goes as follows: I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull in their legs to let you by, or how strangers still say "bless you" when someone sneezes—a leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't. Die, we are saying, and sometimes when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of coffee hot and to say thank you to the person handing it, to smile at them, and for them to smile back. For the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder, and for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now, so far from tribe and fire. Only these brief moments of exchange. What if they are the true dwelling of the holy? These fleeting temples we make together when we say here have my seat go ahead you first or i like your hat i really like that one that's the kind of perspective on life that we need to start off a new year with okay so this is the first episode of the let's review 2023 podcast and this has been my review of january 1st to see you back here for our next episode